Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. Hello, welcome back to the Falling Skies cast. I am Jimmy Georgie, your host, and we are back here today to talk Falling Skies. We are here uh, for the first time for season three of Falling Skies, and this is a couple weeks late, but unfortunately... Uh, I was sick there for a while. I was crazy busy traveling all throughout the month of May into early June. Uh, trips to Texas, trips to Disney World, trips to Savannah, Georgia, trips all over the place. And so after traveling a lot and not too long after that being sick for all over a week and then just being busy on top of that with work and everything else, finally, after dealing with all those things and some sound issues that I've been having with my uh, Windows 8 computer that i normally record upon i believe i've remedied this issue with getting a different well not like purchasing one but finding another computer to actually do my recordings with my little soundboard and whatnot and so it appears we're uh moving forward once again with the falling skies cast albeit late but uh, seeing how i have some free time today um tomorrow afternoon maybe i can get a couple episodes out this weekend that would cover up those first two episodes and then i have a few days off next weekend for the Independence Day, the 4th of July here in America, so hopefully uh, that'll give me an opportunity to get another couple episodes out and pretty much be called up at that point. We'll see how it goes, and uh, I just know if I don't get this going really soon, I will pretty much end the podcast, and I don't really want to do that after uh, been working on this thing for over three years. It's good to see that Falling Skies is popular, and there are more people out there talking about it now than there were. For season one, there I think there were just the three of us out there podcasting. Uh, season two, there were four that I knew of, and now it looks like there's five, six, and maybe occasionally a seventh one. So uh, it is a growing uh, popularity, I guess, in that respect. So uh, I guess if you're if you're bored this summer, you need something to listen to. There are lots of options when it comes to the Falling Skies podcasting people out there. Anyway, we're going to get into a brief discussion here of episode one, and uh, we're going to try to do that really probably fairly quickly as as compared to some of our episodes uh, we'll try to break it down into some of the different segments we like to do and uh, try to do yeah, I don't know I was, I was thinking about the whole recap thing I think since I'm behind I don't think I want to do recap I think you guys if you're listening to the show you've done you know what the show's about you get the idea of the recap I think I'm going to skip that at least for these first few episodes when I'm trying to get caught up and go straight into my uh, little segment I call Falling Skies 5 where we break down the five pivotal moments of the episode and, you know, well I say that the five things I picked out that I thought were important anyway, uh, you might disagree, and if you do, that's fine. Just uh, send us an email at fallingskiescast at gmail.com. You can give us a call at 773-35-SKIES. You can uh, get on our Facebook page over at facebook.com forward slash fallingskiescast, or find us on Twitter at the fallingskies. And you'd be, uh, you, know, you can send us your messages and say, hey, you, know, you really should have had this and this and this in uh, your uh, top five moments of the episode. But one thing I do want to mention here, uh, just kind of getting back into this whole thing after a few months. I think our last episode was end of last year sometimes. It's been quite a while. Uh, there's, there is quite a bit of, I guess we wouldn't say spoilers, but kind of spoilers out there right now. Uh, TNT, before the season, released the episode description for every episode for the entire season all at once, which is something they have not done for the previous two seasons. And those are all up at fallingskiescast.com. If you go to our episode guide, you can see all of those descriptions there. So... I'm not really going to get into any of that right now, but I do think that's kind of odd 
that that's not normally the way that's done especially I, like i've been doing this for three years um you know prior to the show's start and that, that's definitely not how they've done it in the past and so anyway as far as all this goes we're going to uh get into our, our falling skies segments that we've come to know and maybe like or love who knows uh over the past couple seasons and uh, we're going to start that off, like I said, a few minutes ago with the Falling Skies 5, where we break down the five pivotal moments of the episode. All right, well, it is time, as Toby Mac just said so eloquently, it is time for the showstopper, the big popper, or whatever. <laughs> um, we're going to get into our Fallen Skies top five moments of the episode. These aren't necessarily in chronological order or whatnot. They're just in the uh, the five, counting down to number one, as far as the important things that I thought happened on episode uno of season three. Really, number five. It's two things, but it's one thing. Seven months have passed. And they're winning. Those two things kind of go together. Um, we we haven't seen all that's happened over the past seven months, which is, again, I always think these are good every season. They need to have time jumps, especially with Matt growing up as he is. It looks completely different than he did back in the pilot <laughs> versus season three. Even that, it's only been two years, technically, since the invasion happened. And the invasion happened six months prior to the first episode. So we're really only a year and a half into the show uh, although, you know, the original episodes did premiere back in 2011. But anyway, seven months have gone by, and they are winning. Now, we see at the very first part of the show, we see how the Vom, this alien race, has come in to help these, uh, kind of one of my theories was there would be like a warrior-type race. They have come in with weapons and technologies that have not only enabled the uh, the resistance, the people of the Second Mass, the people of Charleston, to uh, have better equipment to fight, but also to technology to remove the harnesses and all sorts of things. We see how um, it is definitely pretty cool how they've been helped by this alien species, even though most of the people still don't seem to trust them. You know, we see that throughout the episode. But I do think that's number number five on my list. That's very important. Seven months have gone by. They've got new technology. They are winning. Number four. This is a pretty big one. Tom is the president. I know back last season... They were referring to Manchester as the majority leader, so maybe he's technically the majority leader. But whatever he is, he is the leader of not only uh, his people, but all the people there in the free <laughs> Charleston area. I want to say free Middle Earth, but I, no, they're not on Middle Earth. But they are there, and I think that's interesting. Uh, it's definitely a different dynamic, whereas he was always under the control of Weaver in the first couple seasons. He was under control of Porter. Now he is in charge of Weaver and Porter and Breslin and all the rest of them. So it's just kind of uh, an interesting thing to see. Uh, definitely Tom is a, a great historian. He, he definitely is a good leader, but it is interesting that that is the case so not only is Tom the president, he's the leader, all these things are good. And just kind of a side note here as number four, um, Tom is also another new dad. So not only does he have his three boys, he now has a little little lady, a little girl named after, uh, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, Alex was the name of Dr. Glasses, Anne's son who died. And then I think the middle name is Tom's wife's name. So I, I may be wrong about that, but I think that is the case. But anyway, uh, Tom is the president, and he's a new daddy. All right, well, again, like I said, I, I do want to try to keep this episode brief and the next couple of episodes brief just to get us back on track and get us back out there in the podcast sphere, if that's a word. Anyway, number four on my list, again, 
Tom is president. All right, number three. Well, this is an interesting one. How is the topic for number three? My my uh, actual title I gave it in my notes was Hal is Compromised. And we saw that in the last season with his little implant that went from his eye to his ear and he looked all evil and stuff. And then the big reveal early on, there's two, I guess, for him. The big reveal, he is paralyzed, but he's not really paralyzed. I mean, it's straight out of Ricky Bobby here, um, <laughs> which... I kind of want to get the clip, but I guess I won't. But if, you, if you've seen Ricky Bobby, I, I'm a big fan of that particular movie. I like Will Ferrell in, in certain certain movies, but not all of his movies. But in Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby, the uh, the race car driver played by Will Ferrell, is in an accident. And he has a, a psychosomatic injury in that nothing is physically wrong with him, but he can't walk. And Cal Naughton, who is played by John C. Riley, says a pretty funny thing. He's like, psychosomatic. So you mean now he got he got hit in the head so he can he can start fires with his mind, and you know he's obviously talking about psychokinesis or telekinesis or whatever. I don't know. Just it was just really silly. And that's the first thing it made me think of when I when I saw this that he was paralyzed and there was nothing actually wrong with him. And then the second part of this, there's really two parts. Uh, he has these uh, uh, air quotes dink dink dreams dink dink that he uh, he's not dreaming obviously. <laughs> it appears by the end of the episode, he's actually getting out of bed, putting his boots on, going off in the woods and having uh, a good old time with his ex-girlfriend, who is now the leader of the aliens in the area, which is really weird as well that uh, they've made her a overlord, I guess. That alone is, is interesting. And I have that tied in here just in, just in the whole idea that Hal is compromised. And that's kind of the second part. So, you know, he's got this fake injury. And then and he's seduced by the dark side, quite literally. <laughs> which... Who knows what's going to go on with that? I'm kind of assuming some of the other things we're seeing right now in this in this episode, maybe some sort of alien hybrid baby from from those two. Maybe who knows? We'll we'll, we'll get to more on babies and switch later. Okay, so number two on my list, uh, and this is is a good part. This is one of my favorite parts of the episode for a couple of reasons. There was the the search for the mole. And in regards to that, there's a couple things happened, but the whole mole thing, I, I did, I, I was one of the probably few people who enjoyed the show, The Mole, a few years back. Maybe been the second or third person who liked that. I doubt many people did, but I really enjoyed this celebrity mole that had Stephen Baldwin on there. But anyway, the mole search, and then uh, that ends up with Anthony being like a special investigator since he was a cop for Dr. Uh, Manchester there. And eventually Manchester is killed. Well, we see a scene where the killer comes in. Manchester recognizes him, or her, either way. And is, you know, I don't know, he, he says, it's you, and he gets shot. So, that, I don't know, that's kind of an, an interesting way to say, okay, he knows what's going on. It's not a stranger or anything. But I think that's interesting. But I, I was glad to see that Anthony had uh, more screen time. And our friend Umpo, our, uh, our buddy there, who uh, we spoke with back well, after season one of the show on the podcast. And I know he had contacted us a few months back, said he wanted to get back on the show sometime when he had a chance. So maybe we can set that back up again. But uh, he's a very nice guy. And I was glad to see him getting more screen time and playing a bigger role here. And so Manchester, who we like, uh, as as we've talked about in the past, Terry O'Quinn, great actor, uh, been enjoying his work all the way back to the years of my youth while he was in uh, Young Guns as the lawyer and then um, definitely in the past few years as John Locke on Lost. He was excellent, excellent on that show. 
He hasn't had quite the success since that show. He was in the Park Avenue 666 that was canceled after a few episodes. And then he's you know, been on this show here. Fallen Skies did a great job, I feel, in these few episodes he's been a part of. And then uh, you go over to uh, Hawaii Five-O. He's been on there a little bit, too. But anyway, definitely sad to see Terry O'Quinn go from the show. Uh, good addition to the cast. But uh, definitely glad he was a part of the cast, even if it was only for you know three or four episodes. So that's good stuff. All right, now, the big uh, number one showstopper, I guess, for whatever you want to call it for this week, is this giant underground secret base facility that houses this enormous um, gun cannon thing um, <laughs> that they're preparing. It was a big uh, cliffhanger at the end of the first episode. And the Volm, as they say, um, Cochise, and we mentioned Cochise a while back. Drew Roy had, had mentioned that name at a, a just random press conference. And I, at the time, I was like, I don't know if he's really giving that away, but he really did. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. But uh, And that was like last September, I think it was, we talked about that on the show just real briefly. So uh, Cochise, interesting thing there. We'll, we'll talk about him a little bit, I guess, in our history section again. I actually, no, we I think we already did. So if you want to hear about Cochise and you haven't, Check out, I think it was our last episode, I, I, I untitled it something like The Podcast Strikes Back or something, Star Wars-y reference. Anyway, that's my number one. We're going to get out of this segment, we're going to jump into a couple more segments here. If you're not familiar with the show, if this is your first time listening, thanks for showing up. I, I didn't really say that earlier. Um, we we do a couple of little segments we do apart from our uh, our Fallen Skies 5. We also like to take a look at their history lessons, like so we'll... Um, see you know what what history is there. Maybe bring out a little bit more detail about that. We'd like to go and do some uh, pop culture references, and there was at least one this go around. Apart from some of the ones I made just in my head while I was watching the show, and then I do like to try to have a Pope quote of the week every week, and uh, we'll try to get into all those three segments. And I honestly should probably look at my uh, older podcast to make sure I haven't left out any segments. I know we won't be having our uh, Somebody Call My Mama segment probably these first few episodes until we get caught up on regular time. I know we have had a few people in the past email us and uh, Facebook us and whatnot saying they enjoyed um, the Somebody Call My Mama segment. (laughs) So uh, anyway, we'll try to get that back in the show uh, coming up soon. But anyway, we're going to move into our second uh, segment here. That's going to be our This Week in History. Um, Then we're going to follow that up with our pop culture segment. And then um, have our Pope Quote of the Week. It's it's too short of time. 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 Wait a minute. Let's just take a little time. Time is ticking away. All right, well, I just recorded the rest of the show, and I lost it. So we're going to try this once again. (laughs) So first up... We were going to talk about our history lesson for the week, basically. And that is what we refer to as our This Week in History. And one of the things we want to talk about here is near the end of the episode, Weaver is expressing his concerns with the fact they are teaming up with the Volm. He doesn't trust them, doesn't trust any of the aliens, you know, the rebel skitters, whatever. And so Tom, history professor that he is, makes a historical reference, gives us a little history lesson that he has not done as much of, which I miss because I made a little segment here on the show this week in history. And uh, Tom talks about how Roosevelt and Churchill, the the president and prime minister of the United States and Great Britain during World War II, teamed up with Stalin to fight against Hitler. Now, if you're not familiar, Joseph Stalin, leader of the Communist Party, Soviet Union, early 20s, early 50s, he was evil. You know, you think World War II, you think evil, you think Hitler. 
Joseph Stalin was straight up evil too. Dude killed millions of people. Not a good guy in any stretch. Um, he did help us in that eastern front of the war against the Nazis. Um, one, two things we'll mention here, I guess. He was responsible for you know, his administration, his decisions and whatnot. He, he caused a famine in the Ukraine. In the Ukraine, if you're not familiar, probably most of us aren't. I have some uh, family members over there as missionaries, so I've gotten some deets on the old uh, Ukraine. Uh, I'd like to go over there sometime if I ever get the money. But basically, the Ukraine is very similar, apart from, you know, it is cold winters and stuff. It's very similar to, like, the American uh, grain belt or whatever you call it, like the the places where we grow a lot of food. I mean, it is very much like the place where a lot of the food for Eastern Europe is grown. There's very fertile land and fields and farms and all those kind of things there. Well, apart from that, or even in spite of that, I guess you could say they were, they were starved to death. The numbers aren't exact because I guess, you know, Stalin was in charge and it was part of the Soviet Union or whatever, but the numbers of estimate of, Two and a half to ten million people were starved to death in the Ukraine in this famine because of Stalin. And if you just take those numbers alone, that's as many as as the many as the Jews or more than the Jews. I mean, the estimate I think I've been hearing for years now is around six million Jews were killed during the Holocaust, which is an awful, awful atrocity. But here in just this one instance, Joseph Stalin was responsible. Possibly up to ten million people were killed because of his evil decisions. And then you take on into account some other things. But anyone he thought was an enemy of the state or enemy of his regime, he would have arrested and a lot of them were killed. The estimates range, and again, don't know the numbers specifically. There was estimates between 10 and 60 million people were killed while he was the leader of the Soviet Union. And so, horrible person, evil, evil man. In spite of all the evil and all the atrocities, he, in whatever, you know, whatever reasons, he did team up, if you will, with America and Great Britain and its other allies to defeat Germany there for, you know, a brief period we were allies. And then pretty much exact, you know, immediately after that, we entered into the Cold War um, because of his evil stuff going on. But anyway, Joseph Stalin, evil dude, still helped us win World War II and uh, then set up a whole long time after that of us having an animosity with him. But that's going to be our This Week in History for this week. On the Fallen Skies cast. We're going to get into something a little lighter, a little more uh, positive, I guess you would say. And we're going to talk about our uh, Fallen Skies and pop culture segment for the week. And in this week's pop culture segment, we're going to talk about a couple of things I have on my list here. So we're going to hit a little bit of uh, music and we'll be right back with some pop culture talk. Alright, so two things I have. One thing's pretty common, pretty obvious. The other thing, never had a clue what they were talking about until I tried to Google search and figure it out. Early in the episode, Hal is in a Jeep or whatever, and we see him moving his legs around and can't walk, and that was like the first you know, reveal there. And then one of his buddies picks him up, he's going to put him in his wheelchair, and he says, okay, Hot Wheels. You know, Hot Wheels, obviously, if you're a kid in America, uh, that's a pretty popular kind of thing to have, especially little boys. I guess it started back in the sixties. There's these little scale models, little metal cars. Um, and for, you know, growing up, it was hot wheels and, and matchbox were the two little brands. And you, know, I'd have dozens of these. My brother had more than I did. He was older than me. So they were, you know, less toy options back in the seventies 
when he was you know a younger kid. So anyway, uh, I had a lot of these cars. I, I remember I had this cool little thing. I actually saw it on Toy Hunter a while back. It was uh, I forgot what they called it, but it was this. It was a little case. It would fold together. It was latched together. You could unfold it, and there'd be one part that would remain on the ground, and then the upper part would kind of be you know hanging over the top. There'd be a couple of legs that would go down, and then your little Max Botch cars or whatever car could like go down this little ramp that would like curve around and go down to the bottom. And there was like a car wash and a garage and all these little places you could like you know drive around like you're in a little city with your little cars. And I, I thought that was fun. I thought that was pretty cool seeing that on TV. Anyway, yeah, it was a fun little thing to have they have i still have a few somewhere i remember i bought a few uh speed racer cars i've got an iron man car somewhere the last few years just you know random stuff i have the back to the future hot wheel i think it was a hot wheel delorean so you know it's still out there and it's nothing i'm i'm really into like i mentioned i'm pretty sure on the on the room here my office is a star wars room you know i've got all the movie posters on the walls i've got a couple bookshelves or three (laughs) filled with merchandise and things don't have any Star Wars Matchbox or um, whatever cards. I know there, there were a few of those. But anyway, this is not a Star Wars podcast. We're going to get into our next uh, pop culture moment here. And this was the thing Ben and his little girlfriend, whatever, were talking about. And didn't understand it. I had to Google some stuff. I'm like, what are they talking about? They're talking about this manga. You know, like a Japanese animation type looking comic book, basically. I guess graphic novel, whatever you want to call it. And after doing a little bit of Googling, I found out they were talking about Black Butler, at least as far as I could tell, which was written and illustrated by Yanni Tobosho. Been around since about 2006. And apparently this is about a demonic butler who has a contract to serve a 13-year-old businessman. Um, I don't know. I never heard of it. I just thought that was kind of random. It seems like a really weird idea for a book. Um, again, Black Butler. And uh, so maybe some of you are familiar with it. I would love to hear if you have any thoughts on that, if there's any uh, parallels, anything we could draw into our Falling Skies um, discussion there from that. But Black Butler. Okay, so that was our Falling Skies and pop culture for this week. And like I said, I may have said anyway, I'm not sure. I can miss things. I may have missed a few things. The little Hot Wheels was a quick little moment. It would have been easy to pass that one by, so... There may have been a few other little lines like that that I might have missed. But anyway, we, we're going to move on. We're not really going to get into feedback, per se, this episode. We'll wait till the second episode to do that, since those first two episodes did air here simultaneously, basically, here in America. So the next thing I wanted to talk about real briefly, and then I'll, I'll tell you how all the ways you can get in contact with us, back over on Twitter, and we are the Falling Skies on Twitter, and back on June the 16th, Peter Mayhew, and speaking of Star Wars a few minutes ago, Peter Mayhew was Chewbacca the Wookiee in episodes three through six of Star Wars. And I actually saw him down at Star Wars weekends at Disney a few weekends ago. Actually, the weekend that Falling Skies premiered. So that was one of the, yet another reason why I wasn't here on time, as I should have been um, being in Disney World and whatnot. But anyway, Peter Mayhew on June 16th says, Catching up on Falling Skies at TNT. It's what's on for science fiction in the summer and a terrific show. We love you, Pope. And so I thought that was pretty fun to see that as a, I'm a Peter Mayhew fan. And I, you know, I just seen him the week before down in Orlando and, um, I retweeted back to him, said, that's great. Pope is my favorite as well. TNT should hashtag let the Wookiee win. And, uh, he, he ended up following us back and I thought that was pretty fun. And if you want to follow us like Peter Mayhew, the Wookiee did, you can uh, go over to twitter.com forward slash the falling skies. You can also find us over on Facebook. Click the little like button. We are at facebook.com forward slash 
Falling Skies Cast. You can uh, go over to our website, fallingskiescast.com. It has all this information there you know, if you forget something or whatever. All right. You can also find us on Google Plus and get glue. Not really on those that much, but we're around. You can um, subscribe to the show with the RSS feed there on the site. We also have the link to the iTunes feed, which is probably where most of us listen to our podcast, I would assume. Also, on the site, you can see our phone number, where you can call into the show, leave us a voicemail, or if you don't have time to send us an email, send us a voicemail. You might have time to send us a quick little text message. You can do that, the same thing, 773-35-SKIES. That's what the words, I find it easier to remember that way, but also the real number, 773-357-5437. So if you want to shoot us a quick text, I mean, hey, Pope was awesome this week. Thanks, Jesse. Whatever. You can do that. 773-35-SKIES. You can also email us at fallingskiescast at gmail.com. And uh, hopefully we will be right back here um, within the next day or so with another episode of the Falling Skies Cast, episode number two of season three, where we talk about um, collateral damage. And then we will hopefully be back again shortly after that to talk about episode three and four. So hope to hear from you. I'd love to have some of your feedback, uh, voicemails, emails, Twitter feedback, whatever. Be great. We're definitely going to include some more of that in episode two of this season. And then um, hopefully, like I said, that'll be soon. I'm going to wrap the show up right now. So thanks again for listening to the Fallen Skies cast. I am Jimmy and Georgia. Peace! It's time for the Pope Quote of the Week. So if we got an alien battalions just looking to fry our... the hell with this? Begin my beer therapy.